on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. What's up, everybody in Southeast Louisiana? It's play by play. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday. Casey Jisclair here. We'll be live until one o'clock. We'll be firing away. 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. We've got a fun show planned, including a trip to South Lafouche High School in the next segment of the show. We missed him yesterday. Brian was visiting the doctor, routine checkup. Um, we'll have him on in 10 minutes to talk about some things happening over in Tarpanland. That's Brian Colley, by the way, the athletic director out there. Say, Brian, it could mean one of a couple of people. <laughs> the football coach's name's Brian, athletic director's name Brian, but it is Brian Colley who will be joining us at 11.45. Then at noon, we're going to alter the routine a little bit. We're usually high school heavy the first still 45 minutes to an hour of the show. We've got a break from that tradition today because the MLB trade deadline is happening right now. A lot of guys have been moved. A lot of things have happened in the world of sports. We promised you during yesterday's show, remember, like, hey, I think that by the time we're doing today's show, there's going to be a lot of movement. That's exactly how it played itself out. There have been a lot of trades that have already been made, and there are going to be a bunch of trades that are going to be happening before the deadline later this afternoon, and we'll give you the low and the skinny and all that good stuff on that. Then at 12.15, Stan Gravov with our Terrebonne General Tuesday will be joining us. Stan and I will talk about the aforementioned trade deadline. We'll talk about maybe some NFL and whatever it may be. So we're going to be uh, also in addition to the high school stuff, of course. So we'll be having a fun show. Then to the bottom of the show, we'll get our betting picks. And whew, also maybe talk about you know the Miami Dolphins got hammered today by the NFL. Apparently, you know, if you tamper with someone under contract, it's a, a huge offense but you know if you violate 25 plus women it's not we'll talk about that a little bit later in the back end of the show but let's kick off here talking some high school sports right we've got a whole lot of high school football that's coming right down the pipe in the next couple of weeks man we've got our jamborees and everything that are going to be happening in the next couple of weeks we've got the opening of the season one month from today so excited to see how it all shakes itself out and you know, one of the things that um, is going to be the funnest about this season, and we touched on yesterday, is just that it's a return to normalcy, right? Again, knocking on wood, a return to normalcy. The COVID stuff is kind of behind us. The hurricane stuff is not behind us yet, but we know how to deal with it. We've got our stadiums back up and running. And how emotional will it be, you know, for South Terrebonne in week two of the season? when they're playing McDonough 35 to get back to the swamp. How cool would that be? How awesome of a visual will that be to get those kids back there? You know, I know South Lafouche got a little bit of a taste of it hosting the playoff game there, but how cool will it be to play a full schedule of games out in Memorial Stadium in Galliano with a scoreboard and a press box and fencing around, like all the things that we took for granted that were gone last year. How cool will it be to get back to all that? How cool will it be for Thibodeau and Central and Terrebonne and the other schools in the area to not have to share their facility with others? It was, look, they did it graciously. 
There's no doubt about that. Kudos to Chris Dugan. Kudos to Tony Clark. All the folks at Thibodeau for hosting us throughout last season. They did it graciously. They never complained. Kudos to who, you know, it was Gary Hill and Scott Gotro and all the folks at Terrebonne last year who so graciously shared their facility with everybody in the area. We don't want to have to do that anymore. We don't want to have to do that anymore. You know, it, it's a, it's a added work to them. It's an inconvenience to everybody involved. And we did it because it was the storm. And that's what Louisiana folks do. When someone's in need, we take care of our own. But this year, it's going to be great for everybody to be back in their homes, be back in their facilities. And, you know, deciding the games on the field without, you know, the delays and without, you know, stoppages. And, and it, it's just going to be fun. I could tell you right now, Week one is going to be as exciting of a week as we're going to have in the upcoming season. You got E.D. White and Vanderbilt in week one, dude. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. The powerful running offense of E.D. White. You know, Sternfels and Dietrich and Melisson, all those guys that are going to be touching the football for E.D. White. And the great defense that Kyle's always going to have out there because they've got such a great defensive staff and they coach it up so damn well. Taking on a Vanderbilt team that is hungry to show, hey, we're not that far away either. You could just kind of hear, you know, when Tommy was talking yesterday, and he didn't mean it disrespectfully. I didn't take it as you know like an insult or a slight or whatever the way he was talking about this, Tommy Minton being a Vanderbilt football coach. They're ready for that one. You know, in the community, we talk about, oh, E.D. White this, E.D. White that, E.D. White made, you know, made it to the championship game. We forget and lose sight of the fact that Vanderbilt was in the semifinals. They were one win away from where E.D. White was, and we don't even talk about them. So they're hungry. That week one matchup is going to be intense. I don't know who's going to win or who's going to lose. If I had to handicap it, I would probably slightly favor E.D. White because I think that some of Vanderbilt's early season deficiencies at the line of scrimmage are going to hurt when you're facing a team like E.D. White. But that's going to be a really fun, really intriguing matchup. And then we've talked about this. I've called this a gatekeeper game. Also in week one, you got Lutcher going to Thibodeau. Everybody in 4A right now is kind of on edge because we all know Lutcher's good. We don't know how good. We're going to find out how good in week one. If they line up and just blow the brakes off of Thibodeau and beat Thibodeau by 21 points, everyone in our local 4A district say, ah, well, we might be playing for second place this year, boys. Conversely to that, if Thibodeau blows the brakes off of Lutcher, and beats them by, you know, 14, 21 points. Everybody in the local 4A district might be able to exhale a little bit. Oh, okay, maybe this is a little more manageable than we thought. Or on the flip side to that, everybody in our local 5A district might be saying, hey, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're in trouble. Because a lot of folks are really high on Thibodeau's chances this year. The biggest detriment, I think, to Thibodeau this coming season, but I think they're going to be great. Their schedule is brutal. Their schedule is brutal. Let me read you the 10 games for the Thibodeau High School Tigers. You tell me where there's an easy, surefire, yep, we're going to definitely win that one. Lutcher, South Lafouche, St. James, East St. John, E.D. White, Hanville, H.L. Bourgeois, Central Lafouche, Terrebonne, Destrahan. 
right out of the gate, you know, I asked you guys to list to give me. You guys are screaming, all right, we gate Central Lafouche. Okay, let's pull that one out of the pile. What other game on that schedule is, is a surefire? All right, we're definitely going to win this game. In years past, you would have said HL Bourgeois, right? now. they almost hosted the damn playoff game last year. Hey, that ain't going to be a gimme. Terrebonne? We had Tyler Lewis on yesterday. He said, hey, I started freshman and sophomores last year. Well, he, he didn't start him. He wasn't there. But, you know, our team started freshman and sophomores last year. Those are now sophomores and juniors. We're bringing just about everybody back. That's not going to be an easy one. Any of the river? <laughs> Hell no. We already know how that goes out there. Non-district? Oh, yeah, no big deal. You played Lutcher, who made it deep into the playoffs. You played Salafush, who hosted the playoff game. St. James was a state power. And E.D. White, who made it to the state championship game. Thibodeau's schedule is brutal. Absolutely, positively brutal. Then also week one is a game we talked about a little bit yesterday. You got two first-year head coaches and two cross-parish rivals. You got Aaron Babin and the South Terrebonne Gators taking on Tyler Lewis and the Terrebonne Tigers. I like the South Terrebonne-Terrebonne rivalry so much because if you know the dynamics and the way of life out in Terrebonne Parish and the way that people think out in Terrebonne Parish. It's actually pretty similar to Lafouche, right? In Lafouche, there's always a chip on the shoulder of the people in South Lafouche because they think, and this is bigger than athletics, this is this encompasses all of society and politics and whatever, it encompasses everything. That's why the chip is so damn big. The people South Lafouche think, Oh, all the parish government cares about is Thibodeau. All the tax money that we pay, it all goes to Thibodeau. Look at the debate right now with the grass and the median on the roads. Every social media post about that. There's always, you know, a couple of wise eyes. Oh, I bet you it's not like that in Thibodeau, Shaq. There's this general disdain for the northern Lafouche way by the people in southern Lafouche. The people in southern Lafouche think that the people in northern Lafouche have it better than they do. They, they, they get you know different governmental privileges. They get different benefits or whatever it may be, different services. They may get them first or whatever it may be. There's that general chip on the shoulder of the people in South Lafouche. That same thing exists in Terrebonne. People in South Terrebonne, Berg, Chauvin, uh, all those little small communities out there, they think that they're overlooked because of HOMA. South Terrebonne, for years, have had prominent athletic programs. They don't get the media attention nor the coverage that, you know, a HL Bourgeois or an Ellender would get when those teams are having success. That They wear that chip on their shoulder. Look at the battle going on with recreation districts there. Unfortunately, I'm all too familiar with that because in my previous career out working in HOMA, I was forced by my employer to study that issue. Uh, that's another show for another day. I'm not going to go off on that tangent about how much of a sham that was. Um, but look at the recreation district battle out there. You know, the HOMA based contingent wants everything to be consolidated. There's pushback from the smaller districts in Southern Terrebonne. Why? Because they don't trust that they'll be represented if that consolidation takes place. So when you get a South Terrebonne taking on a Terrebonne in high school football in week one, it's going to be competitive 
because the teams are going to be evenly matched. But it's also going to be fun because of all of those little dynamics. There's genuine dislike between that lifestyle versus the other lifestyle. And to me, it's fascinating the idea that two communities that could be separated by 10 miles could be that drastically different. But that's what we're going to see in week one when South Terrible makes that trip out to Homa. Coach Babin and his crew, no, I'm sure he's not going to be telling his guys in his locker room, oh, man, we want to beat those Homa boys. No. But those Berg boys and those Chauvin boys have been raised to kind of see the world a little bit different. They're going to have that natural nastiness in them already. Those kids are going to want to go out there and beat those Homa boys' butts in. They would love nothing more. And then likewise, the Homa boys would want to shut up the boys from down the by and show them, hey, we do it different here. That's what make those, makes those rivalries unique and fun. And that's why they're in, entertaining as hell to watch. In week one, we've got a bunch of great football. Let's catch a break. Before we do, let's thank our sponsors here on Play by Play. Southland Dodge and Homa. Do friend building materials. Buzz off. The only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break when we get back. Brian Colley, South Lafouche High School, will be on the line. We'll be chatting with him about some things going on over at South Lafouche here on Play by Play. We'll be right back after this. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. You may think every weather app is the same until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. We go to South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley, who joins us now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Doing a lot better today than yesterday. <laughs> right. We, we were telling the listeners you had a little bit of a medical visit yesterday. You had to tend to, man. Uh, but look, 
Today is your first day of school of what, what could potentially be maybe your last school year. Uh, how are things going? I know you don't have the students yet, but you know how's the vibe and how's the mood of everybody out there as you guys get back rolling? Uh, look, moves uh, great. Teachers are ready to go. I know it's a short summer, but uh, teachers over here are tremendous. They are they're the best, and uh, they're ready to go and in meetings this morning. And you know, uh, <coughs> luckily I got excused from uh, from the meeting this morning because paperwork clearing our athletes to make sure that they're ready to go to uh, to practice this afternoon. So uh, I've been doing that since oh about five thirty this morning. 5.30. Goodness. So, man, you're a busy bee right now. And, you know, we had uh, – who was it on? We had um, Chandler Guitros on last Friday, and he was talking about the challenges of getting the freshmen cleared and ready to go because, you know, maybe they're not familiar with the packets or, you know, not getting them in timely or whatever it may be. Have you guys caught up a little bit on that? Yeah, uh, pretty much caught up. I know we still have some athletes out there that still didn't turn packets in and some didn't pick them up yet. So uh, there's a few, but uh, for the most part, we uh, football should be ready to go this afternoon. Very good. So uh, th- I understand they started their practices yesterday. I don't know if you got a chance to, you know, peek out the window, see what was going on out there, but I know it's an exciting time. We're, we're super excited to cover Tarpon football in about, oh, three, four weeks with the Jamboree and everything of the sort. Um, what's it looking like for BJ and his crew, man? Well, I believe yesterday they did a lot of board work and just meetings. Uh, it's crazy. The uh, you know first day of our football practice, and we had a uh, lightning delays with rain, uh, so they pretty much stayed inside. They didn't, didn't do a whole lot, I believe, outside. But today, they, uh, hopefully, they can be able to get out there on that practice field and be uh, full speed. You know, it never fails, and, and a lot of coaches have joked about that. It doesn't rain all damn summer, and then now, like, they give rain every day. This I'm looking out the window right now. It's raining here in the road. Like, it, it never fails, man. When you need it to be clear, that rain's always coming. Yeah, it, it is, and uh, it's crazy how it works. A couple of years, you know, you weren't about the heat. In one year, it wasn't the heat. It was lightning. That was every, it seemed like every day at around 2.30, uh, we started getting lightning alerts, and we had a, our coaches meeting, uh, you know, don't sure that our coaches are aware of the our lightning policy, and that's something you can't, uh, you don't play around with. And, uh, and you know, unfortunately, that's something we've got to deal with, with the heat and the lightning, but our coaches are, are well prepared and ready to go. So, you know, I asked you about this earlier in the summer, but I'm going to ask you again not to be repetitive, but because the situation changes so much. If a student athlete were to test positive for COVID, what happens? I know obviously that student athlete would be out for a while, but there is no more like contact tracing or anything like that, right? It's just that one student, and then as long as everyone else isn't showing symptoms, they're good to go, right? Yeah, as far as I understand, and you know, it's uh, I know at the end of last year it was five days, you know, you out, but if you come back either with a negative test, uh, you can come back after five days, but I think five additional days you, you got to wear a mask. Um, and I, I'm thinking it was it, the policy is the same this year. It could have changed. I know we're gonna have our uh, our real meeting on Thursday with all our teachers uh, the day before the students come, and I'm sure that's the policy they're gonna go over to make sure that everybody's uh, on the same page dealing with uh, with all this COVID mess. 
Good deal. Look, man, this is a new school year for everybody, but it's a new school year for an athletic director in terms of dealing with the new principal with, you know, you had a great relationship with Ms. Gay Sheremy for a long time. Now Miss Samantha Lagarde's coming in. What's that been like so far, man? Because coaches and athletic directors will tell you they're only as good as their principal allows them to be. What's that relationship with Ms. Lagarde been like so far? Yeah, well, look, uh, back when I took over, I was very fortunate to have some great principals uh, to work with. And, you know, uh, obviously, Ms. Sheremy was, uh, was a great one last year, and we had a good working relationship. And uh, with Ms. Lagarde's uh, transition has been very smooth. You know, she, uh, you know, we sat down and we talked, and she says, listen, you run the athletic department. Uh, there's problems. They're gonna, you know, we'll go to the coach first, then they go to you, then you come to me. So, uh, we, you know, we've got a good understanding, and she's uh, letting me do my work. She knows what I have to get done. And, so, yeah, a very smooth transition. I think it's going to be a, a great year. All the different weather and things that we've had is we've had a rain a couple of weeks. Has that delayed any of the field work at all? I know they've been you know, redoing the fencing and trying to get out there and you know, redo the press box, and obviously you can't do carpenter work if there's lightning in the sky. So has any of that gotten delayed at all, or have they been able to get in some good work? Uh, they've been getting great work in, but then, you know, yesterday and today with the rain, I think that's going to push them uh, behind a little bit. Well, I'm not I'm saying behind, but that's going to, you know, two days uh, that they can't get as much work as what they did in, in previous days. Because right now, if you look at the press box, I'm sure you've seen it, it's pretty much gutted. Uh, they just got some studs up there, and, you know, it's a, it's a process where they're going to have to, it, and it's a slow process to rebuild that thing. We've got to make sure it's done uh, the correct way. And, you know, once we can get that roof on there, and, if, you know, if it rains a little, they can probably get some work done on the inside. But right now, any type of rain or lightning is going to shut them down for a little bit. So let me ask you this, because I've been asked a couple of times, you know, and I don't know the answers. That's why I'm going to pose it to you. The game in the Dome over against Central Lafourche, um, do people buy tickets for that from you all? Do they buy tickets at the gate in the dome? Like, I, what what are the specifics? There are 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 those things some you know still need to be ironed out. From what I'm understanding, it's gonna be uh, I think all online. You can go and purchase the tickets. I don't think we'll have any tickets. Everything is gonna be all online, uh, and it's not open yet. I mean, we still have uh, you know some time for that, but I would say hopefully within the next couple of weeks that uh, that they can get that website up and running where people could just go to that side and, and purchase their tickets. Okay, good deal, man. Um, in terms of athletic staffing, you know, school starts officially on Friday. Do you have everything filled? I know, I know Brody was looking for one. I don't know if he's going to be able to find it. Do you guys have everything pretty much shored up across the you know the roster for the coaches? No, right now we, we short one uh, assistant boys basketball coach, one assistant girls basketball coach, and uh, I believe that is it. The rest of our uh, coaching staff is uh, is full. I think too bad, man. Because look, you hear some big, big shortages other places. So to just be, you know, one assistant coach short, and uh, granted, it's you know basketball, so you'd like to be full staff there. But that that's not too bad, all things considered. Yeah, and I was speaking with Coach Brody over the summer. You know, it, it's kind of. It's not that much of a pressing issue right now. You know, I, I told them once school starts, we're going to look back and see what new teachers we have coming in and see if anyone uh, would like to coach. And I know Coach Brody reached out to a few different people trying to get them, if, you know, in some interest if they want to coach. And uh, it's not going, uh, you know, as well as we thought on that end. But 
Uh, we'll meet without some teachers in the next couple of days and hopefully see if we can get somebody to step up and take those two uh, coaching spots. So let's say, you know, somebody from the community that's not in the school system wants to take it. Um, and I know that they wouldn't be doing it for the money because it's not going to be a substantial amount of money. But roughly how much for that basketball stipend would they get? Well, roughly what is the dollar figure on that? The uh, the stipend is on assistant basketball coach is eight and a half percent of a teacher's pay. So uh, you can go probably much on a first year teacher's pay uh, might be what forty thousand or so, and eight and a half percent. But uh, I think it, they don't start you off at forty thousand. It's a little bit less than that for a CECP coach. Somebody not you know in the community that wants to coach, but it'd be uh, eight and a half percent. Okay, nah, that's not bad. Uh, Coach, before we let you go, man, um, I, I got to ask you about some NFL, man. Look, the, the uh, season starts Thursday with the Hall of Fame game. There are some folks who are super jacked up, and they watch the Hall of Fame game cover to cover just because it's football and TV. I'm the complete opposite. I can't watch you know seven-string players play. It just does nothing for me. What are you going to be doing on Thursday? Will you be watching the game a little bit, or are you going to kind of tune out early? Yeah, I... If I watch, I might watch the first couple of series, if that much. But after that, it, no, uh, I really don't watch a whole um, a whole lot of a Hall of Fame game now. Uh, you know, if the Saints are playing, I'll, I'll be there. I'll watch the, pretty much the whole game when they play preseason or not. But uh, Hall of Fame game, not too much interest in that. Michael Thomas shut both of us up, man. About a day or two after we were ranting and raving, Sandy didn't want to play. He comes back to practice, so that's certainly good news for New Orleans. Yeah, uh, it was shocking, honestly. I, you know, I didn't think uh, he'd be back that soon. And uh, look, maybe uh, Zion might be back too with, uh, when the pals start. Yeah, maybe that's why it's raining too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, brother, man. We thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. Okay, pal. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks for having me. You too, man. That is Coach Brian Colley doing a great job, as always. Hope that uh, all the tests and everything that he was doing yesterday come out clear and that he gets feeling better. I got to tell you, man, and I'm not going to go into too much detail of what exactly was going on, but for folks who don't realize, Brian did a lot of the baseball season this past year not feeling good at all, and he never let it show, but there were a lot of games where we're sitting out there, and it's hot, and we're sweating, and you know it's humid, and He's feeling like, you know, not good, not his best. For him to power through a lot of those broadcasts, man, I, I can't emphasize enough how much I appreciate that. Because, yeah, I could have done it alone, right? You know, as baseball, I could have did it as a one-man crew. But it makes our broadcast a whole lot better having him there and having the extra help. And I so, so much appreciate that. Because that's unnecessary. Not unnecessary. It's it's not not something he has to do there. Let, let me say it like that. It's not something that he has to do. Uh, but he was doing it to help me out and help the station out and, you know, promote the school and everything. And I so much respect, and hopefully he could get back to 100%. Let's catch a break on play-by-play. -play. When we get back, we're going to talk about the MLB trade deadline, which is burning right now across the world of sports. A lot of names have been moved. A lot of other names are going to be moved, and we'll talk about all of that in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. 
Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Meet our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions, our medicine bottles, and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Wrestling has more than one 
royal family. Welcome back to Play by Play here for those who are just heading off to their lunch break, listening in their car radios. We salute you. We hope you're having a wonderful day. We hope that whatever you're about to eat is going to be absolutely delicious. Um, here on Play by Play, we're going to be spending the next oh, 10, 15 minutes or so talking some baseball. Then we'll head on out to Terrebonne General and spend some time with Stan Gravoff, our Terrebonne General Tuesday. We promised you yesterday, yesterday's show, we promised you that by the time we got on the air today, we would have a lot of movement in the MLB trade deadline. We promised you that we would have some trades to recap and break down. And boy, uh, I didn't lie. I did not lie. We've got a lot going on and a lot that has been going on. Let's start with the the big fish, which is Juan Soto, who has been traded to the San Diego Padres from the Washington Nationals. This trade is not formally announced because there have been like some little small issues with the deal. But the issues with the deal are not expected to hold it up from becoming official. The Padres are sending to Washington left-handed pitcher Mackenzie Gore, outfielder Robert Hassel III, shortstop C.J. Abrams, outfielder James Wood, and right-handed relief pitcher Garland Susana, and one more major league player. That major league player is the holdup right now. It was supposed to be Eric Hosmer who was going to be going to Washington from San Diego as a bit of a salary dump. Um, but Hosmer had a no trade and he he nixed it. He said, "Yeah, I ain't going over there. Uh, you know, you guys are building something special here. I want to win a world championship with you all." So Hosmer is saying no to the deal, and that'll hold things up for a second. But also going over in the deal, look, we're gonna we're gonna talk a whole lot about Juan Soto. I don't want it to be lost, the fact that Josh Bell is also going over to San Diego in this trade. Because, look, here's the dirty little secret. And I'm going to talk about this you know, to you all. And I was actually mentioning this when, when chit-chat with my buddy Jonah, a good friend of the show, earlier this morning. Juan Soto hasn't been great this year. He's been good. He's been good. Don't get me wrong. But he hasn't been great this year. And one of the things that I think is the most interesting about this is you can make the argument that Josh Bell has been better than Juan Soto, and he's also going to the Padres in this, which to me makes it a huge deal for San Diego. Josh Bell this year is hitting 301, 14 home runs, 57 RBI at .877 OPS. Juan Soto... 246, 21 home runs, 46 RBI, .894 OPS. So Bell's got him in the RBIs and the average by a lot. Soto's got him in the home runs and then slightly in the OPS. But the whole point that I'm making is here that they're not just getting one guy. They're getting two middle-of-the-order guys, two pieces that are going to be able to slug and hit for power and all this other stuff. This is a San Diego roster now that is loaded to the gills, bro. Loaded to the gills. Look, they have not yet gotten anything this season from Fernando Tatis. He's about to begin a rehab assignment. He's coming back. So I'm going to throw him into the lineup that we're going to mention in just a second. Josh Bell at first base. Jake Cronenworth at second. Manny Machado. Jerkson Profar. Soto. Luke Voigt. Trent Grisham. 
they've got dudes on top of dudes on top of dudes on top of dudes. If they could, and now, oh yeah, they just got Josh Hader yesterday as well. So it's hard to deny that the Padres, who are 58 and 46, are now not a World Series. Like they are definitively, in my opinion, a contender to win it all. They're not going to catch the Dodgers. They're 12 back of the Dodgers. They're not winning the West. But they're going to get in as a wild card and be a nightmare for everyone, Dodgers included. They're going to be a nightmare to face because the knock on San Diego this season has been they haven't been able to score. They've scored 453 runs this year. Let's see, only one, two, three, four, five. Six teams in the National League have scored less. And some of that is is by design, right? Some of it is that the ball doesn't travel in their park and they got kind of a pitcher's park. I get that. Some of it is that just, just their offense hasn't been very good. Now you add two big sticks to that, and they're going to be a big threat. They're going to be a big contender. On the national side of this, it's, it's full on. We're rebuilding the hell out of this thing. We don't care if we win another game this season. Mackenzie Gore's a prospect. Hassel's a prospect. Abrams, like they're, they're getting all prospects. Um, now, they're good prospects. They're guys that the Padres were expecting to be big-time guys. Abrams and Gore and Hassel, like those are some big-time dudes. Um, but it's firmly rebuilding now for Washington. They're going to be kicking the can way down the road and hoping three, four years from now, you know, there's going to be some light at the end of the tunnel and they'll be able to get back to where they were a couple of years ago. So that was the big fish. Now, yesterday, let's talk about what happened. My Atlanta Braves, y'all, my Atlanta Braves got better yesterday. Um, made some little moves, right? Not anything big, but they made some little moves without giving up anything. Second year in a row, they do this at the deadline. They get Robbie Grossman, right? Robbie Grossman, a corner outfielder. Um, and if you look at the stats, and if you just go you know, search Robbie Grossman on ESPN, you'll say, Atlanta traded for this dude. He's batting 205. He's got an OPS of, you know, 595. Got to read the devil's in the details with Grossman. Atlanta needs him to hit against left-handed pitchers. They needed a right-handed outfielding bat to hit left-handed pitchers. Against lefties this year, Grossman's hitting 364 with an OPS of almost 1,000, .999, 28 of 77 on the year. So he feels a big need there. They needed that righty bat to hit lefties. They got a dude who kills lefties. On base percentage, almost 500. Slugging 519 against lefties. Dude who kills lefties. Dude who was a former Astro who's played in postseason level games before. That matters. That matters. Well, actually, you know, I'm saying that. He was probably with Houston a little bit before their run, but he was on some good Minnesota Twins teams and everything of the sort. He was excellent last year, 23 home runs and uh, had a, a um, wins above replacement over of, of near three. So Grossman has had some success of being good. He kills left-handed pitching. He fits. Another guy who fits for Atlanta, now this is an interesting move. Atlanta traded Will Smith yesterday, who was, he's not their closer anymore, was their closer. Traded him for, um, oh, where is he on the roster? I don't see him. Jake, uh, Jake Orizzi. Odorizzi from Houston. Um, this is an interesting move. Atlanta needed innings, right? Odorizzi's 32 years old, 4-3 and three on the season, 3.75 ERA. He's got a whip of 1.15, doesn't allow a ton of base runners. 
he's been pretty good. From Houston's perspective, they needed a little bit of bullpen help. Will Smith has been awful. He has been god-awful. But here's the caveat. Will Smith was terrific last year in the playoffs and actually had a hand in beating the Astros in the World Series, recorded the final out of the World Series to help Atlanta win it all. And here's the kicker. Will Smith was terrible last year during the season as well and then found a switch around this time and then into September and became phenomenal. Can Houston find that spark with him, throw him into their their bullpen, and get a guy that could potentially pay big dividends? That remains to be seen, but that's what they're trying to find in Will Smith in making this move. They've already got got starters for days. They didn't need Odorese anymore. Another small move that I think is going to pay big dividends. Jose Quintana goes from the Pirates to the Cardinals. The Cardinals needed an arm. They got one. Quintana's a good arm. Mid-three ERA, he could play. He could play. He's not a big overpowering strikeout guy, but he makes you put it in play. You get yourself out facing him. I like that. That's a good move for the Cardinals. They lose out on Juan Soto. I don't know if they're done. I don't know if they're going to get anything else. But if for nothing else, they improve their starting rotation today. Now, the rest of today, what should we expect? We should expect um, Contreras from the Cubs to get dealt. We should expect Hap from the Cubs to get dealt. Um, Noah Syndergaard from the Angels is on the block and is being heavily shopped. Um, There are a ton of relievers. Just go and look at the roster of any bad team across baseball and pick out their top relief pitcher. They're probably available in the trade market. So we're going to see a bunch of bullpen arms get thrown out there. Syndergaard might be the top starting arm that will get moved. And we're going to see a whole lot of activity. And this Major League Baseball trading deadline is so much fun because if you look at the standings right now, and I'm going to pull them up and we'll discuss them as I read through them, with the new wild card rules, everybody's still in it. In the American League right now, you got your three division winners, your three wild cards. That's six teams. Then you got the Guardians who are one game out. So that's a seventh team. You got the Orioles who are two and a half games out. That's an eighth team. You got the Red Sox three games out. That's a ninth team. You got the White Sox who are three games out. That's a tenth team. That's ten teams in the AL who think they've got a shot to get in. Look on the National League side of things. National League doesn't quite have that same setup. It's kind of locked in in the National League. But even still yet, you got the Braves who are pretty comfortably in that first position. San Diego who's going to be more comfortably in that position after getting Soto and Bell. Then the Phillies, who are one game up on the Cardinals. And then you got the Giants, who are three and a half games behind the Cardinals, and everybody tails off. But then there, that's eight teams that think they've got a shot. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see who's buying, who's selling, who's coming, who's going. The rest of the day in Major League Baseball is going to be a whole lot of fun. The Padres, I would hope, would be done, but you never know. They're spending crazy money. You would hope they would be done. Curious. Uh, sorry, they all had to pause the mic. They had to sneeze for a second. Curious to see what gets done the rest of the day to um, to get the contenders to be in line with where they want to be. Because there are a lot of general managers right now that are feeling the heat, that are wanting to make some moves, that are wanting to win big, that need to push some of these buttons. I'm fascinated to see where the Cubs move their pieces. 
Like, who wouldn't want a catcher like Wilson Contreras on their team? Wilson Contreras has been great for a long time. He's only 30 years old. Even this year, not playing at his best, 14 home runs, 252 average. Like, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want a corner outfielder like Ian Happ? You know, 280 average, 9 home runs, 46 RBI. Ian Happ's been really good this year. I think that there are some good pieces out there. The Reds. The Reds are 41 and 61. They already sold Castillo. But what about Drury? What about, you know, some of the other pieces out there? Will Joey Votto go anywhere? Does anybody want Joey Votto? He's not been good this year. Whit Merrifield of the Royals. He's a veteran player. Can he help somebody? Whew, I, I'm fired up. This is, this is going to be a wonderful afternoon. I'm fired up to see how this all goes. It's play-by-play on Kaylee B. We're going to Stan Gravo. It's it's Tuesday, so it's our Terrebonne General Tuesday. We'll be asking Stan about everything happening in the world of sports out of this break here on Kaylee B. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. When your blood pressure's high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Raging Cajun. 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Friend Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. 
know, the last segment of the show, we kind of steered away from high school a little bit to talk about the MLB trade deadline, which is burning hot. But now let's get back to it. We have Stan Gravois on the line for our Terrible in General Tuesday. Stan, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Dry, so that's a good thing. No doubt about it, man. Dry is hard to come by. As I'm looking out the window right now, it looks like it's about to storm here in La Rose. Um, Brother, I had Brian Colley on in the first segment of the show, and he was talking about exactly that, which is that it doesn't rain a drop from like May the 1st to July 31st. But whenever football camps open on August the 1st, it's going to start raining every single day. It's amazing the tricks that God plays on us this time of the year. Well, you know, what's interesting is is that most of the schools now have a turf field they could go to, but even the turf field is not doing a lot of teams a whole lot of good right now because it's coming down during the, those hours where you're trying to get practice in. And, actually, I saw today coming into work here at the hospital that there were schools that actually have laying water on the turf field. So it's been bad the last few days, and uh, we don't see any relief in sight. The weatherman tells us it's going to be like that for a while, so... You know, it does cool things off a little bit. It's just funny because every football camp, we have to worry about something different, right? Whether it's, you know, hey, there's no rain, but we're, you know, we we might have heat-related problems or, you know, uh, lightning. Lightning is always a problem, especially with these way these squalls sort of come through. So it's just something we got to kind of work through. I do believe, and we've talked about this a little bit with the Saints, if you can get through our fall football drills, whether it's high school, you know, collegiate ball, professional with the Saints over in Metairie, if you can get through these camps with the way our weather is, you're really better for it when it comes to game 9 and 10 and, and you know, on the next level, 11 and 12, uh, because you're, you know, you, you're just more acclimated. So let's hope that that's the sort of silver lining to all of the bad weather right now. No doubt about it. And look, I'm knocking on wood and I've been knocking on wood for the last several weeks, but you know, everyone's back in their facilities by and large, you know, Vanderbilt's looking for a locker room, South Lafouche, every once in a while to rain in their field house, South Terrebonne, you know, maybe not all the way put back together. Ellen, they may be working out in a weight room over at Voltec, whatever. So it's not fully back normal, but everybody at least knows where their home is right now. And like last year, the COVID situation isn't what it once was. This is as normal as it's going to be, and I'm knocking on wood and I'm praying to the heavens that this stays this way, but it feels like this is as normal of a go as we've had since before the coronavirus. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to liken it to just another illness, right, like the flu or whatever it may be, and I hope that is the case. I don't think we're going to be in a situation where you're going to have sort of the mass exodus of players in in the sports simply because the contact tracing doesn't seem to be a problem. Now, I, you know, I can't sit here and justify the things that are going to cause other people to get sick, but the way it looks right now is, is, is it's mild. I don't know what other, other word to use. You know, two years ago, it wasn't mild. It was, it was life-threatening, and, and I know for some people that may be the case, but it's certainly not the norm anymore, so I do think we can move on. We're starting to hear of some of the NFL players who have it in camp, but it's not shutting down the camp. It's like, you know, go get healthy. Get away from the other people. Go get healthy and come back. So I think that is how we're going to move forward. I don't, it, the first year, obviously, it's what we had on our mind. You know, I mean, that, that was it. You know, is this going to close everything down? The second year, it was how many people are going to be contact traced, where it's going to shut down your program 
basically due to contact tracing. This year, I think it's okay. We're going to lose some people, but it's going to be the vast minority of people, and it's going to be those who were sick. It actually makes you wonder if that's how we should have done it maybe even last year or possibly even the year before, to be quite honest with you. So, yeah, we're, we're, the reason I think we're all so excited right now, Casey, is because we got past that little bit of reservation of are we going backwards? And I, it's the first time we're moving forward, right? So, yeah, we're, we're all very excited. So how do you guys approach this over at the hospital? And what I mean by that is, okay, let's say – an athletic trainer has a wedding they're serving in, or let's say an athletic trainer, God forbid, you know, catches COVID. Like, do you guys have, you know, an extra person or two, you know, to kind of pinch it? Or is it a situation where one goes down, someone else has to, you know, help out and lend a hand and do extra? Like, how do you guys approach those little hiccups? As we talk about, you know, okay, the starting football team's going to, or the football team's going to be out there starting holder and all these different scenarios. But how do you all approach the things that come up? Well, I have a meeting with them all, and I tell them, here's the deal, guys. You can't get sick, and you can't go to any wedding. How's that? There you go. Look, trying to be realistic about the whole deal, and and goodness gracious, they're they're working on kids and the population all day long, so they probably are more susceptible just by the, you know, the, the, the law of averages, right? But they also, and I noticed this with everything, if you're just smart and you're prudent about the way you do things, you can protect yourself. And what they do is they're smart. They don't do, you know, they wash their hands when people told them to wash their hands. They wore the mask when it was important to wear the mask. They would work on kids related to maybe some of the problems they were having with injuries, but they understood how to social distance when they needed to social distance. So just being smart was probably the most important thing. I think that's number one. Second, if we did get in a dire situation, and I'm trying to think back over the last two and a half years, have we ever gotten to a really, really bad situation with staffing? And I don't think we did. I think one time we did have one of our athletic trainers out with COVID, and we're very fortunate we have a PRN pool. So there are actually some physical therapists here in the Homa area. And I'm gonna give one guy a big shout out, Kyle Gidry, who's a, who's a, you know, he's a doctor of physical therapy, but he's also an athletic trainer. That's what he went to school for first before he got that degree, or I should say that doctoral with you know physical therapy. And he comes back and helps us on Friday night, so we have a little pool that we can go to, and uh, they sort of all work with each other. The other thing is, is listen, I find athletic trainers are so reciprocating. What, what, and what I mean by that is, is obviously we have always here at Terrebonne General, right? We have seven terrific athletic trainers. And then you have, you know, a guy like Ryan Barbier down at South LaFouche or Jerry Blackwell over at Thibodeau High, who they are an employee of the school system. Yet we work together. I mean, you know, our guy Brett here will give Ryan a call and say, Ryan, I have a team coming down there to play you down in Galliano. Look out for Mary. She's got, you know, her knee is a little shaky or whatever. So they, they sort of reciprocate with each other. So we're very fortunate in a buyer area to sort of have that going on where all of them work with each other, too. So, yeah, we kind of cover each other's hindsight, if that makes any sense. No, that's awesome to hear. Um, 
Look, you and I stand over the summer. We speculated about all these what ifs with Tom Brady and Sean Payton and the Dolphins, and we wondered what re- what was real and what wasn't real. The NFL told us today it was all very, very real because they have stripped the Miami Dolphins of a 2023 first round pick, also a third round pick. They have fined Dolphins owner Stephen Ross $1.5 million for tampering with Brady while under contract with the Buccaneers and also tampering with Sean Payton, who's under contract with the New Orleans Saints. It sounds like all these little conspiracy theories that we had were not conspiracies at all. They were the real thing and only maybe even didn't happen because the Dolphins got busted with their hand in the cookie jar. Now, you see, I didn't know that that had come down, so that's really interesting. You're giving me some news here, but on the other side of the coin, I'm sitting here going, well, golly, NFL, Casey and I could have told you that a long time ago. It took you all a while, right? Uh, Man, sometimes you just, you don't even have to read between the tea leaves. It's there. It's, 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 you know, it's as big as the day is long for you that this is sort of what's going on. And we thought that was one of those. We didn't, conspiracy theories, I'm not much on, but realistic evidence proof things that are sitting right in front of you, you see it. The only thing, you know, as time has gone on, I've gotten more and more disappointed with Sean Payton. Could just, just from what you wanted out of New Orleans that bad? I mean, what, what, why, what? I don't know. Drew Brees left, so you left. I don't know. And, and I'm my, probably a, a, in the big minority related to that. People are wishing him well as he goes off. And I'm, I'm not necessarily not wishing him well, but I, I think he's running away from something and trying to I, – I don't get it. I, I, I really don't understand exactly what's going on. But we do know that, yeah, he wanted, he wanted, to, he wanted to go to a bigger, a bigger pond, I guess. Well, it sure does seem like, and to, to piggyback off what you were just saying, it sure does seem like, it, you know, he played it out in his news conference like, oh, I'm just burnt out. I don't want to coach anymore. It sure seems like he just didn't want to coach in New Orleans anymore. But as you see, he's already saying, hey, I'm going to coach next season. He's already or apparently was trying to go to Miami for this season. So, like, he wasn't burnt out of coaching. He was burnt out of being in New Orleans for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. We may never know the reason. But I think you're right. There's more to that. You know what? You hit it on the head. I'm, you verbalized it the way I could. He didn't want out of coaching. He wanted out of New Orleans. And what's the deal with that? Because, goodness gracious, I'm sure Gail Benson was treating him extremely well as far as the things he could and couldn't do and the control he had. And I know he worked well with everybody. My little bit of, like, red flag that went up was right after when people went to Mickey Loomis. I don't know if you remember this, but a lot of people went to Mickey Loomis and were like, Tell us what you think. Sean's not coming back. And you remember Mickey Loomis kind of said, I don't want to talk about that right now. Give me a few days. And he kind of pushed that all off for a while. And I thought, Mickey Loomis is not happy. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people, I think, took it as Mickey Loomis is just disappointed and he's emotional. This is his really good friend. And I'm sure they are. Don't get me wrong. But I also think there was a little bit of Mickey Loomis who was like, why are you leaving? (laughs) You know? Uh, yeah, we're going to find out it wasn't about not wanting to coach anymore because I don't care what's happening with all these fines right now and everything. As soon as Sean Payton is able to coach again, as soon as the NFL will allow him to coach again, he will be coaching again. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Look, man, the MLB trade deadline is exploding this morning. We have had all, 
Juan Soto get traded to the Padres. Also, Josh Bell traded to the Padres. They also got Josh Hader. So the Nats are rebuilding. My Braves get a starter from the Astros in exchange. The Astros get a bullpen guy from the Braves. Interesting move there. The Yankees are loading up, getting starters and relievers. The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting prospects that will hopefully make them better in the future. This has been a wild deadline. We've still got another couple hours. It's going to get even wilder. I've always thought that was interesting of Major League Baseball. That when you get to the end, the haves get a whole lot more and the have-nots are giving up what they had that was <laughs> on their team. I, you know, it's one of those deals where if you're not getting anybody and you're a contender, you're disappointed and you hate the way this trade deadline happens each year. On the other hand, if you are one of the teams who needed just one more pitcher to get you over the top, you're extremely excited about it. I, you know, I'd venture to say just a little bit I've seen going on now, and look, this is just as a uh, uh, guy who's just reading articles and listening in and doesn't have an inside look on anything it would seem that the Padres have put themselves in some kind of contention with all of this. Uh, I think actually, you know, and the one team I do follow, the Astros, I think the Astros have helped themselves out a little bit. Because when you go down the Astros' batting order and you look at their batting averages and the way they hit the ball, it's not very impressive. You know, you had Maldonado behind the plate who was hitting like 165 as a catcher. And they went out and got the kid from the Red Sox, who I think is probably going to be better. Maldonado is one of those guys. It's kind of interesting. It, it's, uh, you know, when we were kids, it was like you'd always talk about the big kid who could hit the ball out the park, and you'd always say he either hits it out the park or he strikes out. Well, that's what you got in that guy. So from a perspective of the Astros, I think they got better. I think your Braves got a little bit better, too. Uh, but, I, you know, that this all – it's still going to be who we thought it was when it kind of was after three weeks of baseball. I think the Yankees are still going to be there, and obviously your Dodgers are still going to be there, and we'll see how everybody else does with pitching because when you get in these series, it's all about pitching. One interesting little note to kind of bring this whole MLB trade deadline thing closer to home. I was reading a note today about the Minnesota Twins. They're either in first or near first in the AL Central, and I was reading a stat saying, the Twins are trying to find pitching. And then, you know, one of the analysts said, because their pitching hasn't been as good since Wes Johnson left and went to LSU. And I was thinking to myself, hey, now, that's probably good news for Jay Johnson is that the Twins were once, you know, 10, 11 games above 500, have played below 500 balls since he left. It's always good when you're getting a guy who left a situation that got worse once he left. I tend to believe that pitching coaches – you don't have to be the head coach, don't get me wrong, because obviously there are a lot of teams who have done extremely well, you know, with the pitching coach being the pitching coach, and then it's a different guy who's got a different mindset as far as the rest. But, I mean, Skip Bertman, that's what he did. He knew how to handle pitches. I think the most important coach on a baseball coaching staff is that guy who handles the pitchers. I think it's huge. I think when high schools figure out that you need that guy, that high school is going to excel. I mean – I even kind of look at it with, you know, South Terrebonne had a really good year this year. It's no coincidence that Simon Battle is a pitching coach. That's all he cares about. It's all he does, and it's all he concentrates on. That's what gets you to the next level. I think LSU's got that guy. He's sort of the, uh, you know, he's the pitching whisperer, if that makes any sense. He understands them, and they understand him. And when you hear from those guys in Minnesota talking about how much respect they had for him, 
I think we're going to see some good things out of the staff for LSU this upcoming year. I know uh, maybe a few more than they thought were going or are going to Major League Baseball, but I think they're going to be fine. And I also believe that sometimes you got to fit in that certain scheme, and we'll see how this all plays out. You know, who knows if he's that kind of guy or not, but he's been around the SEC before, so I'm, I'm assuming that that won't be anything different for him. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. You know, I think we had mentioned it, or I heard you talking about booking tickets already for Omaha. Uh, I get it. I, 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 don't, I don't care if they even lose a couple of more kids to the major league uh, uh, setting. I think that there's a very good chance we're going to see LSU in Omaha this upcoming year. Before we let you go, Greg Norman said on Tucker Carlson's Fox uh, News show last night during an interview, Tiger Woods was offered between $700 million and $800 million to join Live Golf and turned it down. Not surprised that he turned it down. He's already a billionaire. He doesn't need the money. Why you know, deal with you know whatever reputation hit it may be? It's just crazy to think, Stan, that in this world of sports, there's so much money going around that someone could get an $800 million offer and be like, nah, I'm good. Well, you knew that Tiger Woods wasn't going to do it. I mean, because his pipeline is endless anyway. He, he, didn't, he didn't need it. I would be curious if they would offer that kind of money to, heck, anybody else. Anybody else, yeah. Anybody else. I mean, Tiger Woods is the only one they were not going to lure away probably with that kind of money. <clears throat> we all sit and we judge whether you're pro-live, you're pro-PGA, you're pro-whatever the situation might be. You just don't know until you're in those shoes, right? And the guy's got you sitting down and he's telling you this. And then at first you say, yeah, you know, I don't know. I know you're promising me $2 million, but I don't know. And then you realize what it does for your family. Not only your family, but your family for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, no, there's no doubt. And then you read between the, the leaves and you see what they're doing for the caddies. They're allowing the caddies, you know, to have access that they don't have on the toilet. Like, they're making it better for everybody. And that, that's, I think, why, where the real staying power is. Yeah, no doubt. And, and they're treating everybody extremely well. And I think that, they're smart enough and thinking outside of the box enough to allure the whole team. It's not like just the individual anymore, like you said, related to the caddies. And I think there's some more that they're trying. I think there's a brain trust that's sitting around with those guys that's saying, okay, how do we lure a few of these other guys? And I know a lot of people are saying, well, wait a minute. It's still a minority of some of the better players in the world. And some of them are a little older and, you know, they're past their prime. I get it, but if every, say, three weeks, one or two more go, that's going to start to add up pretty soon. Then somebody's going to really take notice. Now, does it fade away before it gets to that point? I don't know, you know. But it, it i got no problems with it if those guys want to do that. And uh, it's going to come a point in time. I saw what Davis Love made the comment that, you know, there's an easy way to end all of this. Everybody who's on the PGA Tour just boycott all of the majors. And if they did that, boy, they would have such a black eye. Oof. So, yeah, I, I can't, you know, people would just go, wait, you can't, you know, then, then they're going to be anti-PGA. That all being said, I think if the PGA wouldn't have raised as much of a stink about all of this, maybe they would be in better shape right now. And, and it wouldn't be what it is. 
No doubt. Perception is a, a big, big thing, and they have not handled this great. So, Stan, thanks so much for the time, man. Cannot wait for Saturday, brother. We'll chat soon. All right. Talk to you later, Casey. Everybody take care. Yep. That is Stan Graubot doing a wonderful job, as always. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll keep the train rolling. We're talking some local sports. I'll maybe talk a little bit about live golf, maybe a little bit more trade deadline, talk about this Tom Brady situation, all that and more on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here enjoying our afternoon. We hope the same for you all today. Let's talk about some things happening, man, because there's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this situation with um, with the Tom Brady first-round pick you know, hoopla. The Dolphins were suspended of a first-round pick or lost their 2023 first-round pick, rather. Owner Stephen Ross was fined $1.5 million for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton at the end of last season. There was a window where Brady was retired from Tampa. Sean Payton was on the outs with the Saints. And the Dolphins were up to no good, quite frankly, uh, where they were looking for a new coach and they were trying to get Brady there and they offered Brady uh, ownership stakes and you know, they were trying to get Payton and they were trying to have a perfect storm of all the dominoes lining up together. 
which is not a bad idea, mind you, but you got to go through the right channels. They did not do so. They were got, got caught tampering and um, not a good situation. Not a good situation for a Miami team that could surely use a first-round pick <laughs> because they have a great roster. I'm not sure if they have a great quarterback. They could have surely used the first-round pick. And, um, you know, we'll see how this affects them. We'll see how this maybe scares off other tamperers in the future because this goes on all the time. The NFL is just kind of selective in terms of when they want to enforce and when they want to flex their muscles and make an example out of people. Um. So the Dolphins pay for that, then it's still it's disgusting and sickening that an NFL franchise is going to get penalized far more severely for talking to a player under contract than what a player is going to get penalized for, you know, having inappropriate sexual relations with 25 women. Not gonna yell and scream about that again today. We did enough of that yesterday. It's just such an NFL thing, right? They think, oh, this Watson stuff wasn't good. Let's drop this this Dolphins ruling and let's reset the headlines. And Roger Goodell comes off looking like an ass again because he made the situation worse again. Trying to reset the headlines, he penalizes the team more heavily than he did when then his arbiter did the player who did something far worse than what the Dolphins did. Far worse than what the Dolphins did. So there's that that's going on. Interesting situation in Saints camp, right? And you guys wanted me to bring this up, and I was it's actually a question in my mailbag tomorrow. <clears throat> so if you ask this question, you're getting the answer early. I'm not going to answer it in the mailbag tomorrow because I'm answering it now. Teron Matthew is not in Saints camp. And Teron Matthew is apparently going through some real-life stuff. Um, he has been excused from the team with no reported date of when he's going to come back. There are some whispers on social media that there's a possibility at least that he may not come back because of some issues in his home life or whatever. Maybe we don't know the specifics. I don't want to speculate in any way. But then there's also the other side of the coin, which is that, okay, we hear of the personal situations and Dennis Allen has spoken on it and he said, you know, hey, whenever Tehran wants to come back, we welcome him back with open arms and all of those different things. That's the first part of it. He has since removed all of his New Orleans Saints mentions from his social media. If you're having a personal issue, and I'm having a hard time, I watch a lot of Columbo, right? <laughs> I think I'm a detective, even though I'm really not. I watch a lot of police shows, right? Trying to piece this together. If I'm having a family problem. I got a sick kid. If I got whatever, I don't know what he's got. And I don't want to speculate. I'm throwing out examples that's irresponsible. I shouldn't be doing that. Whatever it is that he's got. If it's a personal issue and it's not a professional issue, why am I taking time to delete images of my current employer from my social media? Why would I do that? Certainly leads you to believe that maybe there's more in play here. Did the situation that he walked into in New Orleans maybe not come together like he thought it would? Is he not getting along with a coach, a teammate, 
Or is it all just a big coincidence? I don't know. But it certainly looks weird when you got one of the guys who's supposed to be the leaders of your locker room as camp is starting, leaving the team, and then, oh yeah, leaving the team while also deleting every part of the fingerprint that your team had on his social media profile looks weird. And I don't know if this is going to get resolved. I guess no one does. The team thinks it will. I, But it's puzzling. It's puzzling to see. And we'll see, you know, if, if the Honey Badger gets back. I think it would be a big loss for New Orleans if he doesn't get back. The Saints will open up preseason in, oh, uh, today's the second, so 11 days. Playing at Houston. That'll be a good opportunity to see some of the younger players. Good opportunity to showcase what they've got. That'll be a whole lot of fun. And then we've got to talk about the other headline that we mentioned with Stan, which is Tiger Woods turning down a live golf offer in between seven hundred and eight hundred million dollars to join that tour. Um Stan's thoughts echo mine. You know, you're you're turning down live golf because you're already a billionaire. You don't need the money. Um Greg Norman said something. I don't usually watch like the Tucker Carlson type shows. And that's not, you know, me being like a, a liberal or anything, because I don't watch the liberal based political talk shows either. I'm more in the middle. I don't like anything on either extreme. So I don't usually watch Tucker Carlson, but I did watch that interview yesterday. We're approaching this live golf thing way wrong. <laughs> Greg Norman was talking yesterday very eloquently about how many billions and billions of dollars from Saudi Arabia, the PGA Tour, gets indirectly through sponsors who do business there, through sponsors who make money there. Shh, we don't talk about that. Greg Norman was talking openly about how the number one sponsor of the LPGA Tour is a Saudi-based Middle Eastern company. Shh, we don't want to talk about that, Greg. There are things in sports that we randomly choose to be angry about, and I don't always understand nor agree with why we're so angry about it. Everybody's so PO'd about this live golf thing, and they don't understand what's happening at all. They don't understand, like, I've said this openly throughout the summer, any billion-dollar company is going to have a little bit of stank to it. Your Nikes of the world, whoever it may be, whatever corporate companies you got, they're going to be a little bit of stank to that money. Why we're all openly choosing to pile on these guys and these players, and I've never understood it, and I've warned you guys many times throughout the summer, mark my words, the PGA Tour doesn't adapt, drastically adapt. They're going to get swallowed up. They're going to get overtaken because what Stan said a minute ago is right. may not feel like a lot now, but if you keep losing two, three guys a month, over a year, you're going to have lost 20-plus guys who could really help. Over a couple of years, you're going to have lost 40-plus guys who could really help. Over long, you're going to end up not having anything left. Over the weekend, Live Golf had their tournament in the top 12 finishers. There were a combined 11 major championships in the top 12 finishers. The PGA Tour had an event this past weekend. Of the top 12, there were zero major championships won there. The talent is stacking up on the other side. Talent is stacking up on the other side. Every time there's a live golf event, you know there's going to be some very marketable, very named guys on the leaderboard because that's all they got. 
The PGA Tour has at least 10 to 12 events a year that are complete stinkers where there's no one that you know of who's on the top of the board. That's the advantage that Liv has, in addition to the money, in addition to their growing roster. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get betting picks to you all. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Hello, this is Congresswoman Julia Letlow. As we reach the peak of hurricane season, it's important to make sure that your family, home, and business are prepared for the possibility of a severe storm. Our office has resources available to help you make a plan and stay informed. For more information, or if you need assistance from the federal government, visit letlow.house.gov hurricanes. Again, that's letlow.house.gov hurricanes. Paid for with official funds from the office of Julia Letlow. One more segment to go here on play-by-play. We thank you all so much for the time. Let's thank our sponsors as well. Southland Dodge and Homa. New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. 
Three betting picks for y'all. We lead off. I like the Mariners to cover the run line plus one and a half against the Yankees. Logan Gilbert is on the mound for Seattle. Uh, he's good. 2.78 ERA. Jamison Tyone is on the mound for the Yankees, but I think that uh, the Mariners are going to be able to hold court and will be able to stay close despite the the bomber swinging it just so so damn well right now. Give me the Mariners to cover the plus one and a half in that one. Tonight, I also like the Brew Crew to cover the run line minus a run and a half against the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates are in full-on sell mode. Who knows who's going to even be in the lineup for them by the time the day ends. They're throwing Bryce Wilson, who's got a 1.6 ERA. He's not any good. He's a former Brave. I know what he's about. He's a one-pitch guy. He throws nothing but fastballs. He's going to get hit hard. The Brewers are throwing their donkey, Corbin Burns, 2.31 ERA. 124 and two-thirds innings, 160 strikeouts for Corbin Burns. The Brewers are going to get a win today and will go on the road and take care of business. I like today also the Cardinals to win and carry the run line minus a run and a half against the Cubs strictly because I don't trust that the Cubs are going to have any guys in their lineup By the time that game starts, sorry, I had to pause again to hit the the mute button to sneeze again. Um, I don't trust that the Cardinals are, or that the Cubs are going to have any you know quality guys left. I think they're going to trade Hap. I think they're going to trade Contreras. I think that Adam Wainwright will be facing a Triple A lineup, and I think that he'll be able to do enough to get through that. The Cubs are throwing Keegan Thompson, who is good. He's eight and four, three point one six. But I think that the Cardinals will be able to get into the bullpen and will be able to do enough to make it happen. Thanks to everybody for listening. Tomorrow, we've got our mailbag. We're going to be answering some questions from you all. Tomorrow, we've also got a simulcast. We'll be doing the show from 1130 to 1, and then we'll also be diving right into the sports hangover from 1 to 3. So I've got a busy day tomorrow, but we look forward to sharing it with you all. This is Casey Jiskler. We're wrapping up. We'll get this into the archives in just a second, and uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Y'all, if you got to drive home in the rain and all that good stuff like I had to do yesterday, Please stay safe. Don't do anything crazy. Get back home to your families. It's not a rush. Whatever you got to go do, it could wait another minute or two. Be safe. God bless you all. Enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy the rest of your trade deadline. May your team get a piece that will put them over the top. God bless everybody. Have a great rest of the day. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.